Good morning and welcome to the BSA Morning Miner. I'm joined by Paul Rankin today. Paul, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Uh, it's not raining yet, but they're still expecting it in the uh, forecast, looks like. Good. Well, I hope you are good and not just all right. You change, change what you're going to say halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, both? <laughs> good. Um, right. Uh, some interesting news from Tectonic. Looks like management are very excited, but they can't quite say everything they want to just yet. Yes, that's right. Uh, we're, uh, they finished this uh, current round of uh, drilling on their Specimen Hill Copper Gold project in Queensland, and they're pretty excited about what they've seen when they put this first hole into what they call the Southern Copper uh, Anomaly. And they hit uh, apparently two uh, intercepts greater than 20 meters that have visible copper mineralization uh, in them, depths of 110 and 171 meters respectively on those intervals. Uh, have to wait and see exactly what kind of uh, true grades we have when they get the chemical assays back. But uh, that they were very encouraged by that uh, hole put in, but also by a hole that they put down uh, underneath uh, the surface uh, or the uh, shallow workings of the Goldsmiths Reef, also on the same property. And they hit uh, gold-bearing sulfides in that uh, hole drilling as well. And so they're awaiting the, those results too. But they were sufficiently um, uh, encouraged in the Goldsmiths uh, occurrence that they want to get a rig right back out there as of next week in order to put a deeper hole uh, down uh, first thing um, underneath that uh, just to see what they might have. So uh, just keeping fingers crossed here and uh, a short wait now for um, uh, the shareholders now just to see what uh, how good uh, they might have found it, but quite encouraging indeed. Yeah. Um... And I think, I mean, those 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 intercepts are the most substantial thicknesses that we've seen so far reported, and they're consistent with um, what management had guided to as, as to where they were targeting mineralization and of the sort of scale that they were looking at um, as, as part of trying to find this deeper porphyry core. Um, but yeah, as you say, it's all about waiting for the assays um, until we really know just how significant uh, this is, but consistent with everything they're looking for so far. So yeah, fingers crossed. Right, uh, let's move on. Ferro Alloy Resources interim results. Um, slight drop in production, but a strong improvement in earnings um any thoughts there paul well uh yes i think uh, you're the covering analyst on for allies too for vsa so interested to hear what more you can say about it but i guess one of my questions as an analyst would be uh they had talked about some of the impacts on the uh, interim period with covid but there's also some hints in here too that they're having some logistical issues now just like the uk and so many other places around the world are too as far as movement of materials and supplies and uh, i guess that's one of the things i would be asking on the analyst call uh, that they uh, next one that they have how about you um so they have flagged 
there were some logistical issues earlier in in the year. Um, so I think in terms of the production numbers, they're pretty much in line with what we were expecting. Um, so not 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 too far off there. Obviously, the the significant improvement that we want to come through on the back of the investment by Vision Blue Resources will take some time, and that 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 only happened in March. So um, this is still really a period of sort of the old cash constrained performance and so the impact of that isn't yet coming through um, but vanadium prices increased so that was sufficient to offset the, um, the pullback in production which as you say was caused by logistics issues they simply weren't able to get um, the secondary material that they process to site um, although it does say in the notes that um, that has been resolved and by the end of the period they had more than enough stockpile for the for the current period um, so they should be ramping up towards the um, 80 tonnes a month capacity that they'd indicated um, they've now got to um, I think at the four-year results um, and they've also supported that with a lot of additional byproducts so you've now got molybdic oxide which has been um, and now they can produce ferromolybdenum from the same product um, and also nickel concentrates so that should support revenues as well in the in the second half um, but you know it's it's all now about the main project because of vision blue resources investment um, and their focus really is on the main project um, and uh, that expanded feasibility study due next year and the drilling for that the infill drilling um, commences in November. And we have a grid power connection coming up soon don't we? Uh, yes yeah the long-awaited grid power connection it looks like everything has been installed but they're still waiting for one last um, meter uh, to be added um, that has been uh, a bone of contention for some months getting this power, power connection sorted um, but it is expected to cut power costs by half um, once it's up and running and that will really change the the existing operation and it'll mean that the, the grid connection is there for the main operation when that does get built. Yes okay. Um, anything else out there, Paul? Yeah, there was several bits of interesting news out in the lithium uh, space with various companies, primarily ASX listed ones. Uh, we had interim results come out from Lapidico, for instance. Also uh, had an announcement out from uh, Lake Resources uh, that the Canadian Export Creative Agency uh, is looking to uh, work alongside the UK Export Finance for their uh, funding for their Kachi project. Um, we also had an announcement uh, over the weekend that uh, uh, shows AVZ, which is the AVZ Minerals, uh, which is the uh, Australian developer of the Monono Pegmatite in the DRC has signed a JV with a uh, private joint venture backed by uh, 
contemporary Amperex, uh, the Chinese uh, firm for a 24% equity uh, share uh, toward development. And the cash component of that right away is $240 million. So uh, it looks like uh, that big pegmatite there in the DRC will uh, be proceeding uh, to production. And they're also talking about upstream or downstream plant uh, activity too because of the size of this uh, deposit so uh, that also very constructive for the DRC for value add uh, uh, capabilities there uh, in AVZ in the Monono case I think one of the big questions is what the power cost will be and I know DRC has a great big um, hydroelectric uh, power uh, uh, dam build deal that's uh, awaiting um, um, global uh, finance of the several billions of dollars on the Congo River. So um, that this kind of ties into that uh, particular story too. Yeah, well, the lithium market is pretty hot at the moment. I would think it would go higher in this cycle than the last one. Um, just because there's that much more momentum behind the, the demand side of the story. Um, and so much impetus to, to transition to to EVs that I think this up cycle will last longer than it did in 2017-18. But until the market gets to that sort of million tonne range, it's going to be volatile. So the cycles will be big swings until then. Mm -hmm. Great, Paul, thanks for your insights. We'll, uh, We'll speak to you tomorrow. Very good. See you then. See you then. Cheers.